I am Michaela Crouch from the retirement team in Hove and our team deals with our defined benefit members directly and processing their pension claims. We are a team of 18 in our in our defined benefits team and then we do a blend of phones and admin and we also have our tracing team and our operational support team. And today I am joined by Alex Jilks, Daniel Papworth and Ava Pascoe and they will be giving a background of what it's like to be a vulnerable customer champion. Hi, so I'm I'm Alex. I work in the operational support team. Um, I've been with Legal and General about five or six years, give or take. Um, and yeah, I just like the opportunity that vulnerable customers gives us to help help those in need the most. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm, my name's Daniel. Um, I've worked for Legal in General for coming up to two years now. I've recently been asked to become a vulnerable customer champion. It's, um, I'm really thankful for that. Um, the reason I, I want to get involved is because I like to treat members the same way that I would like my family and friends to be treated. And this really gives me an opportunity to to get involved in the team that that really does that. So, yeah, really happy to to be involved with uh, with this project. Hi, I'm Ava Pascoe. I've worked in LNG for 13 and a half years now um, in defined benefits for three. Um, and I was really happy to join the uh, Vulnerable Customer Champion Group because I'm really passionate about customer service and I love speaking to our customers on the phone. It's probably the favourite part of my job and um, I just really enjoy giving them that whole customer journey um, from start to finish and just helping our more vulnerable customers that might need that um, someone to listen to them and just to you know help speed up a payment or just be empathetic towards their needs. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm really happy to join the Vulnerable Customer Champions. Thank you guys. And I understand we've been doing a lot of work on the fair treatment of our vulnerable customers following the FCA's guidelines. Please, can you give us a summary of those guidelines, Alex, and what they found, please? Yeah, of course, not a problem. Um, so we've actually been supporting our vulnerable customers independently of external guidance for a number of years now. Um, and we're now, um, we've now aligned ourselves with the FCA guidelines and drivers. Um, a recent survey carried out by the Financial Conduct Authority identified that 53% of adults had characteristics of vulnerability, uh, some long lasting and others transient, such as broken bones or, or bereavement or something like that. Um, so the FCA has identified uh, four drivers of vulnerability. Um, the first being health. Um, health is our most important asset. Um, when we have it, anything is possible, and yet even a temporary illness can greatly reduce our capabilities. Uh, when individuals have long-term health conditions such as living with pain or battling addiction or undergoing treatment, uh, everyday tasks can become very, very challenging. Uh, the next driver is life events. Um, so that would be bereavement or redundancy or relationship breakdown. All of these things can put us into a position of vulnerability. Other life events uh, include uh, like taking care of like relatives or being a victim of crime or being involved in a road traffic accident. Um, the result of all of these is that you, your life instantly becomes more complicated. And then we have uh, resilience. Uh, that's just the ability to cope with like ill health or challenging life events and because we're all different, it varies from person to person how well we're able to cope. 
so for example, uh, somebody on a low income uh, with no savings uh, would be less resilient to the financial shocks we've been subject to recently. Um, without support, their situation can quickly worsen, uh, leading to debt and stress. Uh, capability, uh, that's the ability to access products and services. Uh, uh, some people are going to find it difficult uh, because of a lack of digital know-how or low literacy, literacy skills or perhaps just a lack of knowledge. And they're all just barriers to them being able to access um, products and services that we all take for granted, perhaps. Um, this can be compounded by low confidence or learning difficulties or if English is not their first language. Thanks, Sue. Thank you. A lot of work going on there. And what does this mean for companies like Legal and General, Ava? Well, these guidelines are important to us because we see a lot of vulnerabilities in our sector. Um, so typically, most of our customers are of the older generation, so they do tend to be of retirement age or older. Um, we speak to members that are even in their 90s because we do unclaimed at 90 letters and things like that. Um, so we need to adapt the way we speak to each customer as an individual based on their personal circumstances and needs. So we need to show empathy and build rapport with that customer, um, listen to them and just, you know, be there for them so that we can help them in any way possible. Um, for example, using that vulnerable um, customer toolkit is really helpful on the, on the phones. We need to give them the best customer service that we can and a positive outcome. So just making their journey easier basically with us and going that extra mile um, to help that customer um, because the impact of their vulnerability on their customer needs um, you know, will affect how they do things and we want to make that as seamless as possible. Um, so we would yeah, try and try and make that as easy as possible for them and just help them in any way that we can so they, they're happy with uh, with how they're treated by us. Thank you. And does Dan have an example to give there? Yeah, Dan had one? a lovely yeah, had a lovely lady, didn't you, Dan, that had um, been dealt a really cruel hand in life and gone through quite a lot in a short space of time. Yeah, so I Oh, we I received a call from uh, from from a lady. She she was returning a next of kin tracing letter. Her husband had passed away and had an unclaimed pension with us. She we we, tra we sent out a tracing letter to try and find the next of kin so we could um, so we could so we could pay the money um, that was outstanding to the members next of kin. And through speaking to through speaking to this lady, I realised um, pretty early on in the conversation that things weren't weren't right. She opened up a little bit to me and explained that you know, like in the last couple of years, things have been very difficult for her. The main thing she was getting putting across to me was how lonely she was and how difficult it was to tackle those issues by herself and. It, it was a really, really sad call, and once you know, like once once I'd gotten off the call, the first thing I did was speak to the other uh, vulnerable customer champions that we've got, and you know, I spoke about what had happened, what we can do to try and yeah, I, well, do do anything for her, you know, and um, we sent her out some flowers and a card to just you know, just just let her know that people are thinking of her and you know she isn't she isn't so alone and um so so that's what we did i used the uh i used the toolkit that that alex made um 
and I found a helpline for um, people dealing with bereavements and forwarded her the the information uh, for that so she she could seek some professional some professional help that she may not have necessarily known that was available um but yeah that was um that was a really really tough case so it, it there's a wide range of different different cases that we deal with uh, when it comes to vulnerable customers and then she called back and got through to me and asked to speak to Dan. Um, but Dan was on another phone call at the time. So I said, can I pass a message on? And she was so grateful, really chuffed to get her flowers. She said how much it meant to her and she really appreciated it. And she just said how kind and thoughtful Dan was. And it just really put a smile on her face that day. So it was just really, really lovely feedback to hear. Yeah, it, it was lovely. It really was. And, and it also helps, you know, like... In in situations like this and scenarios like this, uh, it we know that it's making a bit of a difference because the fact that I had spoken to a member and we kind of followed the journey through, and Ava then started speaking to to the member, and you know she she had already known about this case because as um, as vulnerable customer champions we do talk about these um, we do talk about these cases. So when when she called through, Ava kind of already had like a, an idea on on who she was, and uh, no, it was it was really nice um, to to get that positive feedback from her. Amazing, nice touch. And I know you guys have just briefly explained about the vulnerable customer toolkit and Alex, I understand you led on the delivery of our vulnerable customer toolkit. Can you tell us what it is and what it's used for? Yeah, of course, no problem. Um, so the, the whole VC group, it wasn't just me, um, the whole VC group helped create the, the toolkit. It took an awful lot of time, obviously, because it's a quite, a, quite a bulky document. Uh, it's basically there um, to help provide resources to our customers, uh, but also to our colleagues. Um, we all have the potential to experience vulnerability either directly or um, as, as we support our friends or families. Um, many of us will live in the past or could even be right now be be struggling with any any conditional vulnerability. Um, the toolkit is to provide guidance and tips and to also outline internal and third party services um, that could help the customers when they're going through a period of vulnerability. Um, one of the reasons we created the toolkit was because we recognize that vulnerability can hit everyone at any stage of life. So we wanted to ensure we're well equipped. Um, and I thought it'd be helpful to just briefly show you what it looks like. Um, apologies to the people who are perhaps listening via audio only. Um, so this is the front page, uh, got lots of links, different um, vulnerabilities, different groupings. These are the FCA drivers. Um, so for example, let's go for visual impairment. So it just gives some tips on how you might want to deal with the call um, situations which you might um, which might might happen because of the, the vulnerability and then you just give some bodies down the side some third party organizations who may be relevant um, to, to the person you're talking to thank you yeah thank you and what additional services does legal and general provide to help customers who may be vulnerable dan um so quite a lot and we're always trying to do more and more um so we've got some vulnerable customer working group uh, we've got the vulnerable customer working group and uh, vulnerable customer champions 
Uh, we we're making system changes that allow us to capture additional support customers may need. Um, we're challenging the wider business to look at the processes and seek for opportunities um, in their respective area. So can the transitions team ask trustees for vulnerable customer information at the front door so that we're aware of the vulnerable customer population at the earliest instance? Um, leveraging data so we can evaluate more effectively whether our vulnerable customers are getting the outcomes that they need. Uh, we're exploring new third party charity services where we can signpost our customers to if there are specific specific areas we think they can be supported in. Um, so like the Royal Voluntary Service uh, and the toolkit's fantastic to look all of these up. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I found quite easily a bereavements uh, helpline that was open 24 seven that we can refer our members to. It was not. It was just a few clicks away. It was really easy to to navigate around rather than me having to do searches on Google, etc. Um, there's also voluntary days that we will be encouraging everybody to take. Um, they can range from a from a, from anything really. Um, and you know, like I I certainly am going to be trying to compose a list and. To, to share around with 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 our team with just a list of stuff you know just to give some people some ideas on on what to do with their voluntary days it could be you know spending a day in a retirement home with uh, some of the residents there that you know may not necessarily have contact with their family etc um lots and lots of different ideas uh, available for the voluntary days that we um as i say we're, we're going to really start pushing for everybody to to take um, within the next year. Um, we we even we've got the capability of sending letters out with bigger font size with Braille uh, and audio recordings etc. So if um, a member yeah just if if for, for any purpose like they can't they, they, they have difficulties being able to see we can even send out um, audio recordings. So during lockdown um, we changed the way that we worked massively uh, <laughs> yeah as far as i'm aware i mean to be honest i i i, I joined uh, i joined in in the middle of the pandemic so um i didn't know what it was like beforehand but from from what i've been told and uh, the change was massive so before we'd always need uh, like wet signatures like actual signatures from members um in order for us to complete their payment instruction forms but we've uh, changed that we can now accept that electronically um and this helped you know people that to not have to leave the house to uh, to to go out get stamps um to to go to post office etc during the pandemic everybody could do stuff from their computer if they were able to um so the fact that you know like legal in general showed that they are that they're, they're very quick to to recognize uh, an area that need that can be improved and and they act on it quickly and, that, and that's a great great example of it and, uh yeah we've got just a just a really large number of different things that we're doing and as i say it's uh it's it's always expanding and that's why this this group i think is amazing because everybody puts their heads together quite regularly and um and everybody's con continuously coming up with with new ideas which which is great amazing thank you a lot of going on in the background isn't there it really thank is thank you so much and what signs do you look out for if you suspect a customer is vulnerable Ava 
So on the calls, we would listen out for keywords um, that a customer might say. For example, if they say they're recently bereaved, it might indicate that they're you know, going through a really upsetting time or that they're lonely, especially in the age group of our members. A lot of them are, are quite lonely because their family live elsewhere and they can't easily leave the house and things like that. Um, or if they have financial difficulty. Um, we have such a huge wide range of vulnerabilities in all different shapes and sizes. Obviously, there's the mental side and the physical side. Um, so, you know, if it's mental side, it'd be more sort of depression, anxiety um, related or obviously physical, um, you know, illnesses and ailments as well that just stops them being able to do things as easily. Um, so sometimes it'd just be a case of taking ownership of, of an urgent payment. So if they urgently need the money for some reason, we can take ownership on that call. And if it's a process we do, we can make sure that we set up that payment that day. So from when we receive the form, we can set up that payment that day and then we can get one of our authorisers to authorise it the same day. So it's all done in one day and then it's just the bank clearing time of three to five days after that. So, yeah, things like that. Sometimes members just want one to one contact, especially if they're going through, you know, something really awful and they just want that same person to speak to every time they call up. So they don't have to relive the trauma of what they're going through every time. because obviously it'll be quite painful to them. Um, last year, I had a, a vulnerable customer. Um, which was really, really tough, um, tough case to deal with. Actually, she was a victim of domestic abuse and she was very open with me about it um, and sort of pulled her heart out on the phone. And it was incredibly upsetting. Um, I think she just wanted someone to talk to because I don't think she had that many people that she could just chat to about it. Um, it was affecting her in so many different ways. It wasn't even in just the physical way. It was financially as well um, because, you know, her ex-partner was in charge of the, the house and all the money and it wasn't signed over to her as it should have been. There was fraud going on as well, was all sorts going on. Um, so I just made sure that she just sent her payment instruction form directly to me and then I just got that set up on the system straight away and um, same day I think there was a couple of things missing so I just rang her straight away and said look we need this this bit of ID please send it to me um, so yeah the turnaround was really quick we've got the payment uh, set up on the money out system and paid to her the next day so yeah that's an example of an extreme case um, I think if any one of us had received that call, we would have acted in the exact same way um, because we are just as a team, I think, really empathetic people. We do treat our customers as as humans and, you know, not just numbers. And we do we do want the best for them to help them in any way that we can. Thank you so much for that example, Ava. That was a bit of a tough one to deal with, isn't it? Thank you. And what initial steps can people take if they suspect that they or a loved one needs support with the vulnerability, Alex? Uh, it's, it's quite a difficult one. Um, I mean, when we were creating the toolkit, we found a common theme amongst a lot of different vulnerabilities was that it was, and it sounds a bit obvious when you say it out loud, but you just need to be patient and listen. Um, you know, let them let them tell their story. Let, let them tell you about it. Like you, you shouldn't be trying to diagnose someone based on what you see as um, symptoms. What you're seeing could overlap with other vulnerabilities and it could actually just be a bit of a red herring. Um, just let them gen just gently kind of raise your concerns and just, you know, talk to them about it. Um, 
if they seem receptive, um, uh, you might want to try helping them with like third party organizational support or something like that. Um, I'd always go away, go away and do research rather than, you know, just the first hit on Google or even potentially what the, the toolkit suggests. Um, for, for example, I once spoke to a, a lovely lady who um, had unfortunately been made homeless um, and she was struggling to get support. Um, and obviously there's, you know, the shelter, there's the, there's the big guns out there who, who help out homeless people on a kind of a countrywide scale. Um, but I thought I'd have a look in her local area and see what the different charities could offer. Um, and I found that a lot of lots of organisations they cater to like the under 25s, but once you're over a certain age, um, you know it's it's very slim pickings. So yeah, on on that occasion, I was very glad that I well, did that did that little bit of extra research so I could give her a bit more of a bespoke response and make sure she was hopefully getting the the help she needed um, from 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 the correct place to save her going around the houses. So it's it's difficult, but you like with enough patience and enough time spent, you it's 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 well worth it. Thanks. In addition, um, we can take letter of authority and powers of attorney um, so that if a customer, for whatever reason, um, can't directly use use our services, they, they can um, nominate someone else to do so. Um, and we can obviously signpost to the correct part of the government websites and advise them on how to go about that. And that obviously applies to speaking to friends and family, whoever whoever's looking after the the, the customer, we, we can we can signpost them to to third party support so they can help the customer directly if they're not able to for for whatever reason. Thank you so much, all of you. And I, do, I just want to um, bring the podcast to a close there and just to kind of mention and touch on what Alex had briefly said earlier, that I just think it's important to recognise that we all experience vulnerabilities, so not just physical, whether indirect or direct. And I hope this podcast has been very useful. And if you would like to reach out to any of us or if you've got any questions or if anybody would like any more information or advice from any of our vulnerable customer champions you can either email our team directly at db which is delta bravo retirements with an s on the end at lng.com or you can call our team on 03450 choosing option three And I would just like to thank all our speakers again for their time. Thank you.